Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Hey, everybody, this is Marnie, and welcome back to another edition of Marnie's Friends. It's amazing how fast these come around every week. I'm so excited to have you with us here today, as well as our special guest, Courage Molina of MosaicWomen.com. Today during our program, we are going to be talking about ways to monetize your passion, and that sounds exciting to all of us, because uh, God has put something special in your heart to do, and you're just wondering, well, how can I make a living? How can I pay my way through the world uh, with this thing that God put in my heart to do? And courage is here to tell us about that, and of course, it takes a lot of courage to go out there and seek your passion. I love her name. I love her, and you're going to get to meet her in just a moment. Grab your notepad or open a page on your computer and get ready to take some notes because during this hour, you're going to discover um, how to change your passion into a product or service, why defining your target audience is key to your success, the art of defining the problem your product or service solves, describing your product or service so that it is a clear solution for people, how to use content marketing to position yourself as an expert, some strategies to help expand your brand and grow your business through networking, how to promote yourself even if you're shy, and some tips for making sales without feeling guilty or pushy. Our guest today, Courage Molina, is the co-founder and director of Mosaic Women Network. Her organization empowers and equips women of faith to answer the call on their lives through entrepreneurship. And her website is mosaicwomen.com. So welcome to you, Courage. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you. And we have some great stuff to talk about here today for people who have an idea. They have a, a, a concept, a passion, and they just you know, they just don't know how they can possibly make this thing pay. And maybe tell us about uh, something from your life that equipped you to um, teach us this today. Well, I've actually been an entrepreneur for a few years, and I've um, done a great job at failing at some of those um, adventures. And I believe that nothing is wasted when we go through those experiences. It is great to just get back up and use the things that maybe you've done wrong. And I've done some things great, too, and uh, put those into practice. So. Okay, so um, so I think what I heard you say is that you've done a lot of failing, <laughs> but that you've had some <laughs> yes, success. <laughs> you've learned from your failures and you moved into a, a sphere of success. And I, I would like to define failure as feedback, and that that sounds like that's what but you've the, been doing. Yes, that's a great way to define it. That's great. Well, you are working with an organization that empowers and equips women of faith to answer the call on their lives through entrepreneurship. And uh, I want to just dive right into this content right now. So the first thing is how to change your passion into a product or service. So maybe give us some background on that concept and then uh, tell us how we would go about that. Okay, so... There is something that you are passionate about, you love doing it, you've been gifted in that area, and you thought, wow, this would be great. If I could get paid to do this, then I would do it all the time. Well, the first thing that you want to do is learn everything you can about your passion, about the industry, because my guess is the industry already exists. Um, You want to learn everything you can about industry standards, the verbiage, um, learn about your competition, the market, and then you literally want to just do it. It doesn't have to be anything super fancy. If you love to bake, then bake and offer to um, create cakes and all your wonderful um, pastries and all of that for a bake sale at the church or at the community center. Um, And get with other people who share your vision in the community, other people who are not necessarily doing the same thing that you're doing, but people who are starting businesses and are in business for themselves, you will find that they are um, great resources of knowledge and very encouraging. So the first thing to do is learn as much as you can and then start kind of experimenting and uh, and getting it out there. 
And then how do you how do you actually change your passion into a product or service? By taking that passion and aligning it with a a problem. So the thing that you do very well is something that someone else is struggling with or something that someone else wish they could do, needs to do, needs to be connected with. When you connect your passion with their shortage or when you connect your passion with their problem, boom, now you have a product or a service. That's all products and services really are. They are solutions to problems that we find in the marketplace. Hmm. So in order to um, do that, what do, you, what, do you be, what do you do first? Okay, so the first thing I would say to do is to think of your target audience. Who is your ideal person? Who is the person you would love to do uh, business with? And the reason I say ideal person and not so much broad audience is because it's a lot easier to define one person than it is to think of 500 people or 5,000 people. Who is the one person that would love to purchase your cake or the one person who would love to purchase your services? And that's the one yeah. person that you um, put out your marketing to attract, the per- that type of person. Yeah. So I, we hear a lot these days about avatars, you know, where you identify, you know, maybe who she is exactly, like how old is she, where does she shop, you know, uh, what is her annual income? How many children does she have? Uh, you know, those kind of things. Is it necessary to get that detailed right away, or can that stuff come kind of later? I would say it's very important to get that detailed right away because that's going to help you to reduce, um, like, wasted efforts and wasted resources. There are a billion things that you could spend your time and resources on when you start trying to attract um customers to your product or your service. So you really want to define your one person, um, even if it just takes one afternoon. And I I love that you said to think of their hobbies, because you don't only want to think about how they're going to connect directly to your service or your product. You also want to think about their other interests, because you don't want to necessarily meet them um, at a bakery, right, because they're already in a bakery. (laughs) Where else could you meet a person who may need your product or services. If you're a personal trainer, maybe you don't want to meet them in the gym because there are going to be a billion other personal trainers there. So what other things is this person interested in or maybe you could um, meet them in that area and you can direct your efforts for marketing into those areas as well. A thing that we talk about a lot on this show is to narrow down your market from every single person who's breathing um, down to down to somebody <laughs> that's more specific, and we all really struggle with this because we all really feel like you know really everybody uh, would like to read my book, or everybody <laughs> should hear this talk, or every you know everybody needs to eat pastries sometimes. Yes. So it's hard to do that. How do you help people to um, understand why it's so critical? If your target audience is everyone, then no one is going to buy your product or service. No one. Um, Because when I read your advertisement, when I read your email or your social media post, I need to be able to see as an individual myself in that position. Like, yes, she is speaking directly to me. And if you can't connect to one person, you will not connect to anyone. And how does it work that this doesn't rule everybody out that you want? Why why doesn't it also work the other way? Okay, now I'm too now I'm too defined. Now I don't have any customers. <laughs> well, the people who are out looking for your product who aren't your target audience, they will find you once you have a presence. But the people that you want to attract, there's going to be more than one person. If you could think of right now and and describe one person that you know, where they like to go, the products that they purchase. I'm sure that if you thought about it, you could then think of another 15 to 30 people. And if there is one person like that, then there are probably 100,000 people that are that way. So you don't have to worry about, you know, um, keeping people out. And I also, let me go back to this too. So Mosaic stands for making our souls alive in Christ. And this is the passion, this is the talent that God has given you. Believe me, if you have this talent, 
somebody needs it. So you don't have to worry about, I'm going to exclude people. No, you won't. The right people are going to find you when you speak a language that attracts the right people. Yeah, I like something you mentioned earlier, too, which was by getting targeted, you're going to save yourself a lot of wasted time, energy, money, uh, stress, all of that, because you're not... (laughs) You're not uh, trying to feed the masses. You're just trying to feed the people who really want to buy what you're selling. And so it does really help you to focus your energy and attention and resources onto something that could have a possibly good uh, payback or outcome. You know, you you talk about defining the problem and the product that your service or solves, you know, that your product or service solves. Uh, start, Start into that and tell us a little bit about that part. So when you think about your product or service, you should ask yourself, why? Why would anybody buy it? Why would somebody purchase this product or this service? How does it help them? How does it improve their life? Once you find the improvement that leads you, that leads you to the problem, the pain point. So does the thing that you offer um, help to free up people's time? We are always saying how we don't have any time for the things that we already have to do. And so now maybe your product or service will save someone some time. Um, why aren't things working for people in this area? You figure out the solution to that. You need to speak to that pain point. Why is someone going to join you, hire you, um, purchase your product? You have to ask, and people want to run from that question. You have to ask yourself, why? Why is someone going to purchase, you know, a cake from me? Why is someone going to hire me to um, speak or to start their website? Why? Why wouldn't they just do it themselves? Those are going to lead you to the pain points of your target audience. Yeah. One of the things that I did recently with a, a challenge I was facing, and I wonder if it would apply to this, I was I was uh, encouraged to ask why five times in a row. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> why do you want to go there? And then you say, well, I want to go there because um, I want to get with my relatives and I want to get with my you know speaker friends there, and I'm doing a presentation. But why? Well, because I love my relatives and I wanted to meet the speakers and I, and I have an audience that wants to have me come and speak, but why? <laughs> and you keep going yes, out. Yes. And what happened, what happened to me is that when I got to the fifth why, it was shocking. I had a revelation. I was like, oh, my goodness. And if you just keep asking that same question over and over, you really can <laughs> see something that you can't see in the first two or three whys or even the fourth or fifth why. It, it's amazing how much there is under all of this, how much there is that you're bringing to the table that people don't really understand why they would buy pastries from you in our analogy here, but you, there are reasons why. There are some really good reasons why they would want to buy yours compared to somebody yeah. else's. Yeah, we're going to come right back after break and talk about how to, how to actually describe your product or service so it's the clear solution to their problem so they know what to do and that what to do is you. We'll be right back. Let's talk about boot camps, webinars, expos, group coaching, and stuff like that. I love investing into your life at every opportunity, so I host group coaching programs plus frequent expos, webinars, and boot camps. For example... Visit www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's one of the sites that's under the umbrella of Marnie.com. Over there, you're going to find 80 individual 15-minute interview MP3s with authors of women's Bible study books. So the next time you're choosing a Bible study book for yourself or your group, visit BibleStudyExpo.com and actually meet the authors and hear why they wrote that book. It's available anytime you have time over at BibleStudyExpo.com. Another thing you'll find at Marty.com are the MP3s, PDFs, and PowerPoints of all previous boot camps, so you can tap into that training in your spare moment. No need to show up on a particular day because everything's available to you anytime you have time. And be sure to take advantage of the monthly group coaching program. I personally have paid $600 for group coaching like this, but I offer it free as part of the mentorship program or a la carte for just $99 a month. 
My heart is to help you succeed at reaching your God-given goals as soon as possible. So join us each month for 21-day group coaching. All of this and more is available to you at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Hey, welcome back. This is Marnie, and we are visiting today with our guest, Courage Molina of MosaicWomen.com, talking about ways to monetize your passion. Right before break, we were talking about um, helping people understand the problem that your service or product solves, and now we want to talk about how to describe it in such a way that it is the clear solution for them. So, Courage, why don't you um, give us some insight on that? Okay, so... Um, so often when we have like a product or a service, we really talk about our mission or our passion behind it. Like we want to encourage women or we want to empower women. And that's great. People aren't buying that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not really a problem for a lot of people. So what you want to do is you want to describe your product or service in a way. Um, you want to talk about the method or the strategy. So what method or strategy does your product or service provide to address the pain points, and eliminate the problem. Uh, so so we're going to stick with this. Obviously, I would love some sweets right now uh, because I'm not a baker, so I'm not sure why I came up with the cake analogy, but we're just going to stick with it. <laughs> so if you, if you own a bakery, um, why is someone going to come to you and purchase that thing from you? How can I describe my delicious treats in a way that's going to allow people to purchase them or want people to purchase them? Um, one way is these delicious cakes, um, beautiful, beautiful centerpieces to impress your friends and your family and to, you know, that's going to save you time, right? So why am I buying something from the bakery? Because I want it to be delicious. You certainly want to mention that. Um, because I want it to be beautiful, certainly we can maybe throw something in the oven or buy something from the local grocery store, but I want it to be a beautiful centerpiece, and I want it to save me time. Those are the things that your bakery provides. That's how you want to describe your product. You want to describe your product as a solution, not just as a cake. Cakes are great, but a cake is not a solution. Right. So let's talk about here, let's talk about features versus benefits because that sounds like what we're doing so features is what we're tempted to market, which is um, there's 12 cupcakes in this box, and um, <laughs> they, they each have this many calories, and um, we can make them have whatever kind of toppings on them that you want. You know, we can decorate them the way you want. Those are features, and, you know, here's the price, the features. Right. But then you have the benefits. This is what you're asking us to think beyond the features, What's it going to do for the customer? What what are they going to get out of it? So that we're talking not about the features, but we're talking about the benefits to them. Well, you're going to be able to make these into a beautiful centerpiece, and you know they're going to be delicious. Those kinds of things are um, are customer focused versus salesperson focused. So, yes. um, what is another good example? Let's get off the. Uh, bakery analogy and what's another good example here because <laughs> this is sometimes really hard too if you haven't if you haven't worked on this before it can be sometimes really hard to see the difference between these right um okay so maybe another maybe you are a coach right there are lots of co- and there are so many coaches and so how can i get someone to hire me as a coach um what's going to make them hire me you have to think of, like you said, the customer, the benefit of working with you. What is it you bring to the table? Everyone has the same features. Everyone is um, going to help you to improve your lives and transition. All coaches are doing that. There's not one coach on the planet who's not saying they're going to help you make a positive change, right? But what pain point do I bring to the table? Um, maybe the Maybe for my target audience, I am going to um, be authentic and real. There's not going to be any sugarcoating. This is going to be real and direct. Now, is everyone going to want a real and direct coach? No. Do you know why that's great? Because if you are a real and direct coach, you actually don't want clients who aren't interested in that. Um, It's going to give you a bad reputation, and people aren't going to purchase from you or hire you as a coach because they needed someone with a softer touch, and you don't have the soft touch. So say what you, you know, say what the person needs. And if they need 
someone who is straightforward and own that. I'm a straightforward coach because someone is looking for that, right? And that's going to help. That's also going to help consumers to steer clear of you, which is typically not what you think about when you start a business, but it's something we should think of because the greatest product for the wrong customer equals a bad sale and a bad reputation, right? Even if the product was great, but it was the wrong customer. So my marketing wasn't great. I didn't answer the problem of my target customer, you know? So uh, I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking about the slogan of garage sales. One man's junk is another man's treasure. But we have to keep in mind that it's a lot of people's junk. <laughs> it might be one man's treasure, but it's a lot of people's junk. So I like, I like that, how we have to do the, do the connection there. So if we go back to kind of how we – and we're going to talk about marketing this in a different way coming up here soon. But before we get to that marketing part, just the importance of defining – what you are offering, what does it solve? Identifying clearly what it solves and then what the benefits are of this product or service. And those three things have to be in place before you get a piece. So that's why we're kind of spending a little more time on these. And when when you put it together, is there a template that you use that really goes in that flow, like, you know, definition, what does it solve, benefits are, or do you start the other way, benefits are, you know, what does it solve? Definition, do you have like an order that you prefer to go in? Uh, actually, I'd like to start from the end. Um, so I do yeah. like to start from um, what is the benefit and then kind of work my okay. way back. Because the truth is, if you have a great product or service that you're offering, you know there's a benefit. Sometimes it's difficult for us to communicate why we are awesome and why someone should choose our product or our service. But if we start with the customer and the needs of the customer, it helps us to better define our product. It doesn't change yeah. the product. It just helps us to better define it. Right. And some people some people actually start it with the middle. They start with, you know, the glaring problem, you know. Do you have halitosis? You should. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, really, some people do start it that way. I find for me I don't like to start it that way. I, I don't like to start – What's the problem? I like to start with the benefits and then move into, you know, the the problems are there. Uh, that's why they need the benefits. And then the, the problems can come up in a more, uh, I just am such a positive person that I just can't spin it backwards and actually have it work for me. I have to actually spin it forward in the positive way. Otherwise, it just doesn't work for me because that's not who I am. Somebody who is, you know, who does come from, you know, glass half empty type of a perspective from the negative and pull it off um, because it's, right. it's congruent with who they are. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of up to you guys with your product or service, which way you want to come at it. Because, again, this is describing for your potential customers who you are. I mean, it's really part of who you are, how you say it. But these are the three components that need to be in there. So let's go ahead and get started then on the part about how to use content marketing to position yourself as an expert. Because this is a piece that, you know, we hear about, hear about, hear about. But, again, it's hard to get yourself to do it. It's hard to know what to do. There's so many options out there. So when you're working with people, what are you recommending? Um, I recommend that they share what they know, that they have to have the attitude of share, share, share. Um, if you're working from this place of scarcity where I don't have in- enough information to share and still monetize, then we may want to rethink the product and service that you are going to take out to the marketplace. But you have to start from an attitude of share, 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 and choose the social media platforms that work for you um, and that work for your target audience. So there are probably – 30 or more social media platforms right now, and about 15 of those may work for your target audience, but only five of those work for you. Only work those five. Don't attempt to learn the new 10. Just forget it. Do the five that you are most comfortable with and that you can be consistent with. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you are just lost as to what we're even talking about, go back and listen to the training um, by David Newman with me at MarniesFriends.com because he really goes into this about, you know, the different things and how to narrow it down. And 
what he talked about, and I think what I'm hearing from you too, Courage, is you really need to identify what what social or what um, what connecting marketing that you're going to do that's going to energize you versus what's going to sap your energy. Because you only do have so much energy. Uh, you don't have an endless amount of that, even time or whatever, but energy is maybe more important. Because if you pick that you're going to blog and you hate blogging, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to use up all your energy <laughs> just getting yourself to blog and you're going to kill your passion. You're just going to... You know, you're just going to wonder, why can't I get myself to do what I need to do? It's because you're trying to do something that, again, isn't congruent with who you are, with how God made you. But if you will just go ahead and try some different things and just see what's a good fit for you, oh, my goodness, you'll find that there are some good fits for you that really do energize you, that you don't mind fitting into your busy schedule and that are going to work well as far as getting people to know what you have available to them. So as a, you know, as a follow-up to that, Courage, what are some thoughts that you're having right now? Um, I think that it is so important to remember like consistency. So I love that you said you want to do something that you can include in your schedule and that you enjoy doing. Because without that consistency, it doesn't matter how great your product is, your potentials are not going to trust you. They thought that you were going to blog every week or every month or whatever, and now you're not doing it. They don't trust you, and now they're not going to trust your product. So it is so important to choose things that fit you. But it's also important to choose things that fit your target audience, right? And there are going to be some overlap there. Um, don't go to Snapchat if your target audience is 40 and over because we, they are not on Snapchat. <laughs> you know, um, if your audience is 20 and under, then you should not be on Facebook because they tell me Facebook is for old people, which includes myself these days. So you have to know where your audience hangs out. But among the things, um, among the social media platforms that connect to your audience, only choose the ones where you can be consistent. You know, that's so important. It really gives them an opportunity to get to know you because in this day and age with reality TV and everything's on video and YouTube, people want to get to know you, the person. Yes, they may need your product, but they want to get to know you, the person, and this is a great way for them to connect with you. They can vet you this way without making any payments, without paying for anything because they can see that you have great information. And so if I can come to your website or go to your social media site and you are always providing me with information and things that can help me, the moment that you tell me you have a service or a product for sale, I'm ready to buy. I'm re- without question. I know it's going to be valuable given so much free, valuable information. Um, content marketing is also a great way to get some feedback from your potentials. It's a great way to identify their pain points. So if you provide them with a blog post, ask for feedback, you can ask for questions, and that will help you to um, refine and renovate your service and products, and it will give you an opportunity to kind of change some of the wording so that they can identify your solution when they see it. I love that. And when you said uh, provide free, valuable information, back to your share, share, share at the beginning here, um, what, this took me a long time to figure out what that meant <laughs> because <laughs> I would share things that I thought were valuable, but it became helpful to me to use the definition. Uh, you pick your favorite person who you're, you know, your your audience avatar, you know, who is she, what does she look like, you know, how old is she, all that. And when you're ready to post something, you just ask yourself this question. Would Susie Avatar repost this to her page? That's, that's all you have to ask. Would she want to have this on her page? Because that really helped me clarify the difference between what I thought was valuable compared to with what somebody else thought was valuable as far as, wow, this is so good that I just want all my friends to know about it. You know, I mean, it's like a whole different, <laughs> it's a whole different yes, level of accountability when you're recognizing, oh, that's what they mean, that's what you mean by something that's a valuable information. And you'll find that you have probably 
stress out a few things that are really important to your audience because it's whatever you're providing comes so natural to you. You don't even see it as a problem. You don't think of it. You don't recognize it as a pain point. And so if you do the content marketing or raw feedback, you will find out, oh, wow, I never thought they wanted to know about this. I thought everyone knew. Okay, this is new information I can add to my, you know, um, to my products and services or to my free valuable information. Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, that's where, uh, actually, Courage, that's where all my books come from. My books come from people saying to me, but how do you do that? <laughs> and then, you know, and then I try to find I try to find a resource that already explains how it is that I'm doing something. And if I cannot find one to say, oh, well, you know, like, for example, if somebody says to me, how do you do time management? I just say, well, if you read Tim Ferriss' book for, for our work week, a lot of what I do is in there. And here's my Excel form. You know what I mean? That's just yeah, right. easy. But um, there are things that I've looked for, you know, what I do, and I can't find a book. I can't find a resource that explains it, and then I write the book. And so that's kind of what you're looking for, too, is, you know, where is the hole in the market? Where is the place that your information or your product fits that there isn't already one exactly like it? Because that's really the only difference. So I can just imagine all of us listening today, if we were to stand in front of one another probably very few of us would be wearing the exact same pieces of clothing or jewelry as each other. <laughs> right. Right? So right. how did we decide what to buy? How did we decide which one we would wear? Because we're all pretty much wearing different stuff. And so it's the same way with your product or service. Everybody's looking for the one that fits them, that looks good on them, that makes them feel happy, that, you know, I mean, that that meets a need that they're experiencing and it's not going to be like it is for everybody else. So as you're going out there, that's what you're going to discover. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know people were looking for this angle of what I'm doing, but here it is. I see I see where I can fit a need in the market. It also gives you a personality. I love that you said, you know, about the courting because a part of what, you know, goes into the decision is our personality and our preferences. And a T-shirt is a T-shirt. I'm going to pick one T-shirt and someone's going to pick another one. It's not that different. It's really just about the preference. The color is different over this one, but it still has two arms, a hole for the neck, and I can get my body into it, right? <laughs> but when you do the content marketing, that's basically what you're doing. You are showing yourself, your personality, and even if it's not entirely different, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's just different because it's you, because your delivery is different. Um, because the way you speak is different, because the way you present it is different. And now, based on your personality and who God has made you to be, a whole new group of people is now attracted to you from the very same product that's available next door, but just the packaging was different for that group of people, you know? Absolutely. Either the packaging is different, the product is different, the delivery is different, or the presentation of the exact same product is different. I mean, that's really, that's really, yeah. and then, there, you know, there are different products. Obviously, there's entirely different lines of products. There's, you know, electronics versus a car. So, I right. mean, you have all this, all this diversity out there, and what you're looking for is you're looking for the people who need and want what you have to offer and how to get them aware that you're offering it and interested in buying it from you. So we're going to take a little break and we're going to come right back and talk about some strategies to help expand your brand and grow your business through networking. We'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range. Speaker profiles include their bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. Connect directly with any speakers you like by phone, social media, or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connecting place for hundreds of speakers and thousands of event planners since 2002. It's all fast. Fun and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. This is Marnie. Welcome back. It's so great to have you with us this afternoon. And, of course, one of our women speakers, Torrance Molina, is here with us today. She's also from 
mosaicwomen.com. Courage, let's talk about some strategies to help expand our brands because this is this is really important. Yes, expanding your brand and growing your business, like that's the bottom line. Um, it takes it from being a hobby and a passion to something that you can earn a living from. And um, I heard someone say, I don't know who, someone said, your network equals your net worth. And so talking about the importance of networking when it comes to your business. And I am, I don't know if you can tell this, I'm very outgoing. I will walk up to a stranger anywhere, any place, and introduce myself and ask them for their name and ask them what they do. That is not a problem. But a lot of people are not that way when it comes to networking. So going to different networking events in your city or in your area, um, sometimes if you are not you know, if you're not comfortable with that, it doesn't lead to the increase in your bottom line that you hope for. So one thing I would say is to join a networking organization in your area. Um, if you want to choose wisely, you want to choose a networking organization that speaks to you in some way, um, whether it's just because it's for your city or small businesses, because it's Christian, because it's all women or all men, um, or I would say, um, honestly, I wouldn't do a ton of industry networking so everyone in this net, everyone in this room is a brand specialist i wouldn't do that to increase my brand i may do that to learn more right so for my own personal growth i can learn from other people who are doing the same thing i'm doing that's not going to grow my brand because in a group full of brand specialists who's going to buy my service of brand special you know no one we all do the same thing so when you're thinking about joining a networking organization um, that's going to expand your business, make sure it's one that's going to allow you to um, meet with all walks of life as far as different business industries. They're not all promoting the same business. And when you join that networking organization, even for a person who's shy, it's going to allow you the opportunity to build relationships in a way that's most comfortable for you, which is just in a natural, organic way. Um, you're going to attend the events regularly, so you'll see some of the same people. You'll sit with some of the same people. The small talk will become easier, and eventually you will be ready to branch out and start talking about your, um, your brand and the services that you provide. You also want to engage in the networks, like in the social networks of the networking group. So this is, again, great for someone who may not be as outgoing and may be a little nervous about networking. We love social media. It's great. It's also, you know, it's a little scary. But it's great because you can get on there and people don't really know you and you can just jump out and pretend to be as outgoing as you'd like to be and, and just engage. Other people are talking, um, I would say, regular engagement on the social media networks of the networking group. And follow-up is key. I published, like, I could put a star next to that one. Follow-up is key. You can go to one million networking events, and if you do not follow up with the people that you've met, your business is not going to grow. No one's going to remember you because they also met 30 people that night. Follow-up is key. If you meet someone and there is a connection. Even if you can't make a sale, even if they're not your target audience, you want to follow up with that person to mention something that they talk to you about. You really want to think of being a hub um, and not so much like a salesperson. Networking will increase your sales. That is true. You cannot go to a networking event with the – um, for the sole purpose of making a sale. You have to go wanting to become a hub. I want to go to a networking event and connect with people I will naturally connect with to learn about the products and services that they provide so that I can connect them to people I know. That's what's going to draw people to you. That They're not just thinking, oh, well, you know, courage is only about sales. No, they can come to courage because I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody who can help you do the thing that you want to do. And the more people come to you for anything, the more people will start to come to you for sales. Hmm. Really, really good advice. Um, I think about I think about a social networking page. Like, okay, let's say your Facebook uh, 
your homepage on Facebook, Courage. If I went to your homepage on Facebook, that's kind of like going to your living room in your house, except it's online. And so it's the same when I go to your table at a social networking event. Um, You need to behave in that sphere as if you're the guest and they're the host, and that they can ask you anything, but you don't take over their space. Uh, And I think if we just keep that in mind, that the etiquette is that on your page, you're the host. (laughs) And you can bring up anything you want. But on their page, you're actually joining the conversation that they're having or that they want to have, and you are participating with them as they lead. And I think that this is where people get in trouble on social networking, where they get in (laughs) trouble on blogs when they make comments and all of a sudden they're selling their product instead of commenting about what the blogger wrote about. Um, You know, I mean, we get in trouble all kinds of ways and face-to-face, obviously, when we're all about me and we forget that in this space, in this setting, it's really not about me. I'm here for them, and then whatever results from that is what results from it. Is it, I mean, is it even possible to have that much of an open hand with it, do you think? Um, I think so. I think that it makes it easier. It takes the pressure off. You know, if if my goal and my heart is to share and to help, there's no pressure. There's no there's no failing tonight. There's no there's none of that. So all of the pressure that you feel, everything that makes you uncomfortable about trying to get something out of it, if you just walk in, like you said, just completely open, like I'm so excited to be here, and before I leave, I'm gonna find someone that I can help. It completely changes your own attitude, your own energy. And let me tell you something. We are all, every one of us, we are all drawn to people who are genuine and who we can just feel, okay, this person is just like super nice, and they actually want to help me. They're not helping me to make a sale. They just actually want to be able to help and support me. We are drawn to those people. We all are. And if you are that person, people will be drawn to you. I love that, and I just think it changes the whole um, atmosphere around your body. You know, we're all sending out uh, energy. It's either, you know, you walk in the room, and sometimes you can feel, oh, there's this, like, ice in here, (laughs) you know, because the person you (laughs) walked in on is having a terrible day, and they're just, you know, really frustrated. And people can feel when you are calm, when you are confident, when you are having a good time, when you're not pressured. I love how you described that, no pressure to... No no loses tonight. I, I can't lose tonight. I'm just going to meet some people and to, you know, to see what comes and see if I can be a help to anybody. And not necessarily help them by helping them buy my product, just help them help them. And uh, it just changes, it changes everything. And it allows us to really enjoy the situation and go forward. One thing I do encourage you to do is to really memorize so that it's inside out. Memorize, and I'm just going to, even though this term is kind of going out of vogue, memorize whatever it is you want to call your elevator speech because you really yes. do you really do want to have a very short, a very short, 30 seconds is what I go for, 30 seconds, where you can describe who you are and what you do. And use, I mean, use again the template that we had earlier in the show which is going to include your definition of what you do, what it solves, and what the benefits are for people. And then after you've done that, let it go. Just let it go. You don't have to, you don't have to repeat it three times. You don't have to make sure they understood every detail. Just let them, let them converse with you about anything that they found interesting. Do you have anything else to add on that one? Yes, I love that you said 30 seconds. I love it. Because after about 30 seconds, people are no longer listening and they're no longer able to hold on to that information. If when I walk away from you, I can't remember who you are or what you do, even if I meet someone who wants to buy what you're selling, I'm not going to remember you, right? Even if I turn around and I meet someone who says, hey, I need, you know, a branding specialist and you were a branding specialist if your elevator speech was too long or it wasn't defined enough, I'm not going to remember to point them in your direction. You know, because I walked away thinking, what does she do again? What does he do again? So 30 seconds is golden. Yeah, I, I just so agree. And you should have it so well memorized that you're not thinking about the words that are coming out of your mouth. 
Instead, you're just watching the eyes of the person you're talking to. And, and I mean, don't stare in their eyes the whole time. That would be ridiculous. But just you're watching the expression <laughs> of the body language of the person. You know, they say, they say after eight seconds of gazing into someone's eyes, they think you're sexually interested in them. So don't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> you, do want to, you do want to be free enough with it. I mean, just get it. So you've got it inside out, backwards, upside down. So it just flows from you. And it feels so natural. And the only way you're going to be able to get it to that point is if it's truly congruent for you, if it is really who you are and what you do. And so it shouldn't be something that's, you know, so polished that it sounds, you know, like someone else. It should sound like you. Yes. And if you're so polished, then it should be so polished. And if you are a little crazy, like I'm a little crazy, then, then mine shouldn't be so polished because people want to connect with you. And if there's a disconnect between what you say and how you deliver it, and who I actually get when I do business with you, I feel like you misled me. Even if your product is mm-hmm. great, I feel misled. Wow, yeah, I knew we don't want to go there. One of the things I'm thinking <laughs> of right now is when when people pitch us to be on the radio show, like you, uh, Courage, had to send in your 30-word bio. This is, a, this is just 30 words long. That's all we gave you was 30 words to describe who you were. This is what Courage said. Courage Molina is the co-founder and director of Mosaic Women Network. Her organization empowers and equips women of faith to answer the call on their lives through entrepreneurship. That's the kind of thing that you want to have. You want to have something that's just very clear. It defines it. What's the problem? The problem is that women don't know how to live out their call of their life on a, with entrepreneurship. You know, So that's the problem it's solving, and you didn't have to spell that out because it's just it's, it's um, assumed there. You can see it right in there. So it's really important that you guys spend some time doing that. But then once you get to a networking event or to a social media page of someone else's that you don't feel like you have to, you know, take over the conversation and give a, you know, official sales pitch, but that you can really relax and enjoy yourself and just meet the people that you're with right then, enjoying the moment you're in. Well, this is Marnie Swebert visiting today with Courage Molina of MosaicWomen.com. We're going to come back and talk about how to promote yourself even if you're shy and some tips on making sales without feeling guilty or pushy. We'll be right back. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Did you know that the recordings of all of these podcasts are now available to you free of charge at Marnie.com? You can listen via Stitcher, iTunes, or Blog Talk Radio, or download the MP3 for easy listening anytime you have time. Every training module is 60 minutes long, features a guest expert, and focuses on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular fields of interest. Whether you're looking for help with author training, speaker training, to how to be a media guest, how to be a better manager, maybe you want to be a women's ministry leader, or you already are, or possibly you want to learn more about event planning. Bonus sections even address how to succeed in leadership, marriage, parenting, health, and more. So pick your area of interest and get going today. It's instantly accessible to you anytime you have time over at Marnie.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie, and we're just concluding our program today of ways to monetize your passion. Next, we're going to talk about how to promote yourself even if you're shy and some tips on making sales without feeling guilty or pushing. So, Corey, you and I don't have any trouble with being shy, but some people really have trouble being like you or I outgoing, and we don't have to turn into another person. Uh, what a per- person can do if they are shy, I, I think, is continue to be congruent with who you are, and then um, how do you promote yourself if you're shy? Um, social media is going to be great because, when someone says they're shy, what they really mean is it takes them some time to warm up to your person. So maybe you don't get to see their personality as quickly as you get to see ours, right? Um, but my guess right. is that when you're with your family and your friends and you're at events, um, that your personality shines through and people can see who you are. So you can use your social media to show that, to give people behind the scenes of who you are, how you work, and what is important to you. Um, social media is amazing, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, leaves you in your comfort zone. It gives you an opportunity. It's just you and your phone and your camera, or it's an event that you've been excited about, one where you are in your sweet spot. And so your energy is just going to come through and people will be drawn to that because that's probably the biggest problem for the person who's shy. 
is that initial, you know, we say all the time, first impressions are everything. Well, if that initial contact is strange or difficult or awkward, it can leave the shy person feeling like, okay, well, if I can never get over this hump, how is anyone ever going to do business with me? Let them see your awesomeness behind the scenes, social media. Um, I would also create a group on, say, Facebook or um, create some, some type of, I love social media. Can you tell? I would say Facebook because that's my favorite. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my first, that's where my people are. My people are on Facebook. So um, I would say create a group, and it's not to sale. It's not for sales. It is just for people who are interested in maybe the same thing. So if you um, have so Bible study, listen, you love Bible study. Maybe you want to encourage people to read their Bible. So you're going to create a you're going to create a group on Facebook. And it's just about reading the Bible. You're going to post the Bible readings for the day. You're going to invite everybody. And this is going to give you an opportunity to speak on the reading, to show that you're an expert in this area. This is going to give you an opportunity to promote yourself because they understand that you're the moderator. And at some point, you are going to let them know about the things that you offer, Um, but not from a sales standpoint, mostly from, hey, I know you guys love to read your Bible. I just finished the Bible study book is going to be on sale this day. Here's the information. I'm so excited. And these are people who have already been interacting with you. They've already seen that you have a love for Christ so that you don't feel salesy or pushy to them. And so here you are. Here's an opportunity for you to promote yourself in that group. Mm, I love it. One of the things that's bubbling to the surface in my thoughts is when I was building my first um, website aftermarty.com but before womenspeakers.com it was christianwomensdirectory.com and it had a bunch of stuff and I needed a programmer to help me with some stuff and I found online um, a gal that could help me and she did all my programming and it was so curious to me like I would say well can I call you and she'd say well let's just see if we can uh, figure it out here in the email and so we'd email back and forth and yeah, the website turned out, and it's just beautiful. And I realized at the end that I had never once spoken to her. And uh, we did everything online. And then I, I sent back a note and said, it's so funny because I haven't even talked to you yet. And she said, it works better for me that way because I'm deaf. <laughs> and, you know, I've heard, it had never even occurred to me during the whole process that there was anything you know, wrong or that there there was a reason why she wasn't wanting to be on the phone. It just felt so natural to me because she was 100% comfortable um, doing business all by email. And actually what happened then is that that gave me the um, the courage to go forward with womenspeakers.com because I wondered how could I home at that time I was homeschooling, how could I homeschool and manage this website, you know, with all the customer service on the phone or whatever, how could I do that? And having her be congruent with who she was and give me excellent service like that gave me then the courage to step out and do what God was asking me to do and just to provide service online, which is what we still do. Uh, so, you know, whatever whatever you feel, like if it's shy or whatever you feel is your thing that's holding you back or making you not be able to go out, just recognize, first of all, it doesn't need to hold you back because there are ways to go about it that are a good thing. And then second of all, the very fact that you will walk out your gifted, your gifts and your calling and your personality and your character qualities and all those things, your strengths, walk those out in front of people, it's just like how she did for me. She gave me then the motivation to go forward and do what God was calling me to do, despite the, what I would have called, you know, a handicap. I didn't have, I could not take phone phone calls during the day. So uh, just just know that whatever you perceive as a weakness is a strength from God's perspective. That's right. Well, we have one more point here: tips on making sales without feeling guilty or pushy. Oh, we all hate to feel pushy, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We always think of like, oh, I don't want to be like a pushy car salesman or I don't want to be this way. And I think a lot of times, especially for women, we um we run from the numbers. You just want to help. I just want to I just want to bake the cake. Well that's cute and that's great, but you're not gonna be able to make a living that way. It really is a numbers game. It at the end of the day it's a numbers game. The more people you offer it to, the more people that will purchase it. So what you have to do is you have to connect to your why. 
why are you doing this? Why are you starting this business? Why do you believe that God has called you to do this thing? Okay? And if you're doing it for money, then guess what? You are the pushy salesperson. <laughs> you are. You know, there's no getting around right. that. If that's the only reason you're doing it, then that's wow. who you are. And you want to reevaluate your why. Okay? But for most of us, it's because we really believe the thing that we have to offer. One is the thing God is asking us to do. So we want to, we want to do this because we want to be obedient. Two, because we have a heart for our target audience. Whoever you are drawn to provide this product or service for, you really and truly have a heart for them. That is your ministry. That is your mission field, this group of people. And you really believe that what you offer is going to improve in their life in some way, even if it's a small way. And because you believe you've been called to do it by God, you're doing it with this standard of excellence. And everything we do in word or in deed, we do so as unto the Lord, right? So this thing I'm doing, I'm not going to do it sloppily. I'm going to do it with love. I'm going to do it so that my Father in heaven is pleased. And this thing is an answer to to your prayers, right? I'm answering an assignment from God. If you can connect to that why, then you got everyone that you know, everyone on your street, on your block, on your corner at the grocery store, you want them all to experience the improvement in their lives, the blessing that you really are. You want everyone to, to experience that. And that gets rid of the guilt because now it's not about me selling you something. It is really and truly about me changing your life. It's about me answering the call. It's about me fulfilling my assignment to answer a prayer that fell a you know, to be a miracle, really, in your life. You're looking for this thing. You have need for this. You've probably asked God for it, right? You probably, even yourself, said, God, I wish I could find someone to help me with my website that is going to do a great job. You don't want someone who's going to cheat you. And you want someone who's going to do an excellent job. And when this lady came along and could help you, she was an answer to your prayer. She was a miracle for you. You know, so who who don't you want to have experience a miracle? Like, who? I can't think of anyone. I personally cannot think of one person in my target audience that I don't want to experience a miracle. And so now it's not about selling them anything. It's really about saying, hey, I know that you want this, <laughs> that you've been looking for this thing, and guess what? I have it. So let me tell you about it. And let me tell you how you can get it. And if they're not uh, ready, I, if they don't want it, it's fine. But you're just going to move on to the right. next person. Right. Yeah, that's so good. I was thinking, you know, if you ever feel pushy um, or guilty, just ask yourself this question. Am I trying to meet a quota or do I feel desperate financially? And Mm. if that is your motivation, you're probably going to feel pushy (laughs) or guilty. But if actually you're just like, no, this is what God called me to do today, you're going to have a lot of peace and confidence going forward. Well, this hour has flown right by. Courage, thank you so much so much for being here. Thank you. Really great content. And you guys, if uh, you want to, after the show, just go over to her website, mosaicwomen.com. And I love you spelled out. Mosaic stands for making our souls alive in Christ. I love that. Uh, uh, Courage, if somebody goes over there to your website, what are they going to find there? Um, They're going to find who we are, what we do, how to join a calendar of events, and uh, my heart, our outreach ministry, go find that there too. Great, great. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. And you guys can also find uh, Courage Molina over at Women's Wells, her website, mosaicwomen.com. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here and uh, for joining us at Blog Talk Radio. For those of you who are listening here, again, uh, so many of you come live that uh, we end up on the front page whenever we're uh, the show is live, and I'm so grateful for that. And so those of you who have the radio listen boxes on your own web pages, on your own websites, thank you for that. You're helping spread the word about this training to so many people. And for those of you who are listening at one of our syndicate stations or iTunes or Stitcher, thank you. I hope that you have a wonderful day, and I'll meet you over at Marnie.com. See you later. Bye-bye.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.